if you're on the stage of Punchline right now, you might be on the art podcast. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Baby. This is like the uh, meditation bell. It puts you in state. As soon as you hear it, now you're like ready to go. Here we are today. Feel that yeah. hard. 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 This is Dirty South Joe. This is Mike Lobezy, a.k.a. Low Budget. This is Michael Lasty, a.k.a. Flufftronics. This week, we have special guest Cosmo Baker, longtime friend and homie and DJ. Talked about Sesame Street. Children's shows. A weird hybrid of uh, UK and Brooklyn drill rap. Barbecue beat. Cosmo's uh, coining of the term and what constitutes it and how it kind of reflects different genres and how those genres were kind of coined post-popularity. The retro-nim. Yes, the retro If you will. Yeah, good. The revisionist history involved in uh, micro-genres like Boogie. A lot of new music that we were feeling, not just DJ music. Yeah, that was cool. Don't worry about iTunes. Everything's going to be okay. This episode was also very reference-heavy, so in the description we've got a Spotify playlist with a lot of the songs that get mentioned but don't get played. Yeah. And this episode also was long, but instead of cutting, we made it into two parts. And the next part will be out Wednesday. Enjoy the show. Yo, we have a special guest today. Very special guest. Cosmo Baker, longtime friend. Big part of the storied DJ tradition. Give it up for Cosmo Baker, everybody. Clap, yeah. Clap, 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 clap. Good to be here. Good to be here. Uh, long time listener, long time fan. Short you time are. listener. You, you've been listening probably as long as possible. Maybe a short a week or two. Uh, the first time I heard it was, I, I guess it somehow came up on my uh, my socials. Yeah, yeah probably. Doing art. You know, yeah. art for some art, right? Yeah. yeah. I was saying earlier, I was trying to like, get some work done like during, the, uh, during a regular weekday afternoon and listening to you guys. And we helped you pass the time? Well, I couldn't do any work because right. I was just, just kept so enthralled. I, just had, I had like running commentary as the yeah. podcast is going on. Nice. I was just like texting Mike like, ah, this is killing it. This is Yeah, great. and so, then I was like, so, I had to text him back yeah. like, it's not live. I can't control what's going on. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, you guys need to talk about this. And then, oh, you forgot this one. I was like, yeah, it's, it was three days ago. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> Well, great to be here. Great to be here, guys. Yeah, fantastic. Yeah, man. So, what's been up, man? Yeah, what, what, anything you got fresh on your mind? You want to you want to wrap? About? How was the weekend? So this weekend was good. I was here in Philadelphia. I actually wasn't doing anything because I was helping my sister and brother-in-law move into their brand new house that they just purchased a couple weeks ago. As we have continued to solidify our familial presence in the enclave that is South Philadelphia. Yeah, that's, that's awesome. good to see. Mm-hmm. That's good to mm-hmm. see. Mm-hmm. So you know, kind of like a, a a rare weekend off, which is wonderful because I can kind of put all these muscles to work. Fantastic. Yeah, yeah, yeah you rode your bike here. You see how fitness You tip. see how jacked I am. Bro. I was so glad you came through looking like Wesley Snipes and White Men Can't yeah. Jump with the spandex <laughs> and the flip-up hat. Art. It's better than coming through looking like Woody Harrelson and Billy Ho. Yeah. Cosmo, you might have noticed this down by like Broad and Snyder. There's uh one of those shoe stores. They just changed their name. I forget what it was before, but now it's Snipes. Snipes, possibly. I'm hoping owned by that would be Wesley wonderful. Snipes, but uh, is, it, is it all I'm spandex? No. And it's very yeah, doubtful. Wesley hands. Snipes is still in a lot of trouble with his uh, with financials taxes. because yeah. of the taxes. So uh, it could be a tax shelter. You know, I mean, possibly yeah. somehow he's able to kind of wow. 
uh, stash away secret squirrel uh, uh, money. Squirrel <laughs> money and, and under, launder it through this business called in a, Snipes. In, a in so- under 30 seconds, we've concocted a whole conspiracy regarding Wesley Snipes <laughs> and this store in South Fuck that. I stand by Wesley Snipes, man. I Listen, I mean, let, let, it, let that brother live. You know. Blade was like kind of the, uh, the sort of the kickoff of the Marvel comic universe in, a, in its own weird way. Now it's funny though, man, because I was actually uh, yeah. uh, Mo Better Blues was on uh, TV uh, maybe about a week or so ago, and I watched it for the first time in probably years. Now, granted, there was parts of the storyline which definitely did not age well. Yeah, yeah I bet. Particularly Imagine. the kind of misogynistic uh, uh, juggling of women that. Gilliam. I never saw Mo Better Blues. It was a pretty. I mean, it, you know, I'm always been a light, lifelong Spike Lee fan. Yeah, I, 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 I'm like half and half. I'm watching. She's got to have it now on uh, Netflix. Uh, yeah, yeah. You guys, cool. oh, go, on, go on. No, but I'm not stop watching that movie. We're trying to podcast well, over here. Wesley Snipes' uh, <laughs> character, he was fantastic. He's a fantastic actor. Like you actually watch that, you realize like, oh man, you know, he's a he's a dope actor. Yeah, you know, you know, and it's not like it's much like George Clooney. Who's like a great actor, but he also kind of plays George Clooney in every role that he plays, <laughs> except for Fat George Clooney, um, which is the greatest George Clooney, which is Fat George Clooney. Um, so when he played uh, Get in My Belly, the Austin Powers. No, he didn't play that role. Fat. That was Mike Myers. That's Mike Myers. <laughs> fat, fat George Clooney was like the, um, like the CIA guy. Oh, okay. And also, Fat George Clooney was a, another persona of mine on the internet. Okay. Not to be confused with Alien Iverson, not Alan or, or Dude Von Duderson. or Dude Von Duderson, okay. or uh, yeah, you know. Yeah. So you're um you're doing the uh, the barbecue, the Bastards Barbecue is coming up. Yes, we are doing the Bastards Barbecue. It's actually going to be right outside here, right? It's June thirtieth, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, it's fantastic. You know, Scratch Bastard, who has kind of been able to take something which was a small idea, yeah, uh, a daytime party, but also uh, in line with barbecue culture which is also in line with his brands are pretty big festivals. He's doing one in, uh, uh, in New York in the Bronx, I think right around the same time, uh, which is a big thing. That's also, it's not necessarily with the barbecue, but it's like Roy Ayers is playing there and meth and red man. Are playing oh, that's there, awesome. You know what I'm saying? So, uh, but yeah, so we're doing it here. So your set's going to be kind of on the groovy, funky, uh, bar- barbecue beat. It's gonna. Go, you, you've coined a term barbecue beat years ago, correct? I, I think I did. Yeah, yeah. Coin barbecue beat. Oh, let's talk about that. I mean, here's the whole thing. You're kind of thinking about like you know, like classic perennial like barbecue songs, which right. um, are from a particular pocket of time. Yeah, Funkin' for Jamaica is a good one. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, any sort of Frankie Beverly Amaze. You yeah, know. it crosses a- along with the the funk box party a bit. It's a, it's like the older groovier cousin to the funk box party the philly old head set kind of you know what i'm saying like sitting out there on on the you know on uh on the lawn you got a wet towel on the back of your neck you know Mm. what i'm saying Mm. you know you'll probably hear frankie smith double dutch bus yeah Mm. um uh things like that uh you know when i think about like uh barbecue beat it's almost i did these mix these mix this mix called feeling good back in the day which was supposed to be like it's the first day of spring so this is what i think about you Mm -hmm. know but, you know, it's mainly late 70s into early 80s mm-hmm. R&B. It's like before it got R&B got too polished. Right. Right. So it's not necessarily like the... Pre-Jerry Curl. Pre-Jerry Curl. It's not necessarily like... um, what is uh, What was the SOS band label on? The label? Yeah. 
like silver, like Leon Silver's production uh-huh. type stuff. You know what I'm saying? So what's like pre that? You know, you solar. solar, solar, yeah, yeah, solar. solar. There we solar, go. Yeah. Duh, brain fart. That's what I said. Yeah, <laughs> you know it. You know it. Um, yeah. So anyway, that's a barbecue beat. But is that what SOS band was on? I'm not sure if that's true. I know. Maybe yes, they were. They were definitely okay, on so, Solar Records. Cool. Yeah. All right. Oh, um, I'm fucking proud of myself. That yeah. was a total semi wild. Although, although, although High Hopes by SOS band is is barbecue beat. Yeah, the song High Hopes. Okay. You know, but not like a. Just be good to me, or uh, that's not that, barbecue. That's the way I like it. Now that's yeah, more that's, like that's um, that's R- R- I always call that Jerry Curl R and B. Yeah, it's like more like R and B. People like started 80s, calling it 80s. boogie, but eighties R and B. Yeah, it's yeah. just eighties R and B. Well, boogie eight oh eight. It's like eight oh eight R and B. Yeah, you know, Bo- boogie was cowbell. boogie was such a fucking shitty fucking term though. You well, know we've saying? we've already yeah we talked. Oh, about did about you guys that. discuss well, this? Not, oh yeah, we we trashed it before. No, no, good. It definitely needed to be trashed because in in such a way it was literally like almost making novelty of. Right. Of <laughs> just music that was on black radio, yeah, in the yeah 80s. people's people's yeah. creations, you know right. what I'm saying, and you know as a, as a as a genre, as a subgenre, and then as you kind of step back, it's like poking fun of like, oh, look at these, this is a funny R and B song, or yeah, it's, yeah, yeah, it's a, yeah. a record that a black person sing or likes, you know. Yeah. It also, like, at the time, it kind of seemed like a really chase for like B sides and C sides and things that just weren't hitting at the time. No, and they're just like hit- that revisionist history where you're just like, oh, this is such a groove. And it's like, right. this song no, this is a ripoff like- of a ripoff of something that was right. actually dope from that era. And this is just like some. This, was, this was thing. the imitation of. Uh- Curious, yeah. I mean, that, that's the, that's the whole thing, man. I mean, it, revisionist history is exactly what it is. And at the end of the day, there's nothing wrong with rediscovery. You know, as kind of right. as, as record diggers and as people who are invested in in learning about this music and sharing the story behind the music. You know, that's something which is an integral part of what it is we do on a constant. Yet at the same time, you can't overlook the fact that there were records that were bangers for a reason. There were records that really didn't pop. For a reason, yeah. There were there were records that maybe would have been a banger if they had better distribution mm-hmm. or or whatever. But you know, at the end of the day, when you're actually out playing for people, you can introduce you know piecemeal a little bit here, a little bit there. You know, this is a cool thing. You know, but wait, depending on how you string it together in your DJ narrative, yeah. You know what I'm saying? But you know, at the end of the day, bro, like you got to make sure that you, you you can't lose sight on the fact that there's like a there's a pantheon of the upper echelon records, right? That that you know, these are always going to be the go-to, and you guys spoke about that in some previous podcasts. I know, yeah, for sure. Um, but the, getting back to the whole thing about boogie is that, in a sense, it was almost like colonialism. It was, uh, I, I don't mean to start guns blazing right now, no, but, it was, but it was like you know, kind of like people who are not of the scene of not of the culture, right? Who were like, all right, I'm going to kind of take this and scalp this whole thing and kind of create this little thing and make this mine, and I'm going to be the arbiter of of taste and culture yeah. when bro, there's a complete disconnection of, of reality and, of also, reality. Like, and you, you're fetishizing this. Right. So like, fuck that. And if you came from a hip hop background, like you kind of naturally knew these records and discovered them anyway, there wasn't a novelty to them. It was just good shit. Yeah. You know? Or if you grew up listening play, to radio, it's like you think about a song like, um, paid in full mm-hmm. sampling, um, you know, Dennis Edwards, Dennis Edwards, yeah. Those songs were like the same year, right? Yeah, like not too far yeah. off. Yeah, and uh, that's that's uh, one just always something that's I find interesting, you know. But also those they coincided with hip hop at the t- in the eighties. Like those songs went hand. Like you learned about them because I'd be trying to tape hip hop off the radio. And that's how I, you know, and I'd hear like Shaka Khan or whatever. You know, I talked about that before. That was another yeah. thing when the, when the boogie thing hit to see 
things that were kind of being uh, pushed or whatever with that scene that like anybody that was that's generally our age that was a hip hop DJ or into hip hop, whether you are actually a producer or not, you still went through and found all the breaks on all the songs yeah. and dug for records and just were always listening to this jazz record or this funk record or this disco record or this thing to look for these breaks and sounds. And so you always knew this. And so when everybody was starting to push like the D sides and right. the crap yeah. and you're just, and then it was like, yeah, like and, it, and it had a name and you're just like, Whoa, what about the fucking hits? So how does know? that, how does that compare? How is that similar or different to like the whole Northern soul thing? What do y'all think? That's a whole other sound. Yeah. Oh, it is, but mean, I mean, that's the, like a the, retro the, name. The kinda. naming, the naming of like. Well, even just like all that. Like, it's funny you like say it that. It was music yeah. that wasn't like it had come and gone and like a lot of it wasn't that popular when it came out. Well, that's, that's an interesting uh, uh, comparison that you're drawing. You know, what you ended up doing uh, with the Northern Soul scene, you know, is they basically kind of gave all these records a bit of a resurgence. But mm-hmm. I, I think that, and granted, I'm not from the Northern Soul scene. I'm not really too well versed in it. Let's define. Let's define what that is, because I still to this day might not be as clear as okay. I should be. Okay. Okay. So, so that's uh, that's uh, it's just like mods and skinheads. Yeah. Like in sixties, like Motown and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or right. like, but that's what it is. It's Motown. It's not Northern Soul. Is that well? It's Northern because it's from the northern part of England. Oh, it's yeah. from. It's, it's from, actually from they were, there. Yeah, they well, they no. The scene I believe was Manchester, right? You know, I think so. Yeah. So it's basically the northern part of. Okay. Of the yeah, I'm, I'm being and, enlightened here. I and, thought uh, it was. Yeah. Go ahead. And the scene, Northern Soul, basically was as as he said, it was uh you know basically people who kind of came from the mod scene and the skinhead scene, the the you know the 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 pre racial animus skinhead scene, I believe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. You know, um, uh, and they just started to kind of uh, gravitate to playing these records, which kind of fell through the cracks. Records. So it was a little more not Motown. Some were Motown records, uh-huh. but not all Motown records. But right. it was a Motown sound. It was the '60s soul sound. Yeah, and right. so much of that was, you know, the Motown sound. Mm-hmm. So yeah, because I would see that I would see certain songs tagged as Northern Soul, and I'd just be like, well, "This is just like shit my dad listens to." Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I thought it was like a particular brand of soul that came out of like a northern part of somewhere, made by people. Was this in a certain in a north? Was yeah, the yeah. sound was the sound at the time? Was it really influential on like say like the Yardbirds and the Who and all these bands like that, and just like kind of like the rock bands it, it, of the it, day? It, it could be. I mean, I know that. <clears throat> excuse me. I know a lot of those bands were were influenced by like the blues, right? Guys that were coming over. Um, yeah, and then there's a lot of songs that that you know are now kind of within the the, the pantheon of of, uh, of funk and soul records that we play. That um, I would say that maybe kind of first got their their uh, resurgence resurgence on the yeah, North, yeah. northern soul scene. You know, yeah, I feel like the original Tainted Love. That's a, a yeah, good example. Gloria Jones. Yeah, yeah. Gl- Gloria, you know, Gloria Jones was married to uh, Mark Boland, no T Rex. Yep. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Or Common Law. Anyway, thump, thump. knowledge thump, dropped. Young thump. <laughs> yeah, no, that's what we're all about, man. Knowledge but yeah, dropped. so it, that's another. That is another example of kind of. Uh, I guess and then yacht like, rock too. Yeah, yeah, which you originally called white heat. It was white heat. It was yeah. white heat. That, and, yeah, yeah. and that was like a couple years. And obviously, yacht rock is the the more well known thing. But we were kind of taught. We would always talk about that kind of music. Like, we always had yeah, uh, like, uh, white white heat, and white heat was. 
you know, Yacht Rock, there's a whole thing with Yacht Rock, and they actually think that they they illustrated it perfectly on that that web series, you oh, yeah. know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But, um, like, White Heat itself really was a bit more expansive than what the sound is that they're calling Yacht Rock. And I think that one of the things, okay. it was like in jest, they're talking about like the smooth, it's got to be mm-hmm. smooth, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. But White Heat actually had, uh, uh, there was different elements to it. Like, mm-hmm. listen, Joe Jackson stepping out, that sure. is white heat. Oh, yeah, yeah. That I is would, as white right. and as heat as yeah. motherfucker possible. Yeah. You know? That's a hot, hot, hot song. <laughs> that song is so blinding. But then, see, there was also dad rock. Yeah. You know? And dad rock also kind of crossed over to to white heat. because Dad rock is, to me, kind of light classic rock. Yeah, yeah. See, like, dad rock to me, and that. I've given this some thought, like, dad rock to me is, like, think about people who maybe listen to, like, I don't know. It's like it's like Gordon Lightfoot, it's like James late, it's Taylor. Like, it's like later era James Taylor, like right. Gorilla or Dad loves his work era. Great James Taylor, Gordon Lightfoot is a great one. Mm-hmm. Sundown, is Bread, yes. Bread, you know, um, Solo Robbie yeah. Robertson mm-hmm. is Dad Rock, you know. AM Gold was the compilation. AM Gold, all them songs yeah. On them. yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, these all kind of kind of overlap with each other. Yeah, but the There's main the main thing there. to keep in mind was this was kind of at a point where there was like. The music video era wasn't like fully in flex for mm-hmm. a lot of this, and um, it was just kind of at a point where where white people were making some pretty cool fucking sounds. Yeah, just yeah, being like happened. unaware of things, not really sure then, what they were doing. Yep, and then they all, you know, and then they tried to rap and stuff, and it just got bad. It got ugly. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. Shit, man, what happened? What now, we have, now we have. To, uh, Imagine Dragons. Joiner, <laughs> Joiner Lucas. I don't even know who that is. Is Joiner Lucas black or white? I don't know. He's he a black might, dude. He might be Puerto Rican or something. <laughs> or, or, he might or, be, I don't think I've ever heard any of this. Or Imagine Dragons. You never heard yeah. I don't know. What is it? <laughs> Imagine Dragons. It's just like we were talking last week of how like it's just bad rock. The pop music. Oh, it's pop rock. music. It's bad it's, rock. But it's rock. Bad rock. It's, it's not dad rock. It's bad rock. Bad rock. Okay. How there's just like no rock music anymore. Oh, I'm just, I've never heard this before. You just want to listen to it? Imagine yeah, yeah. Dragons? This is Joyner Lucas. Joyner Lucas. I, I got... I kind of went off on him last week. How much? So, so you just want to torture me? All right. Well, thanks. You just oh, took no, my... Oh, this, this is guy. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This guy's got to be from the middle of the country to even, like, get this so down on point. It's very so Eminem, too. <laughs> Not from the middle of the country, but... Uh, Where's he from? From Worcester, Massachusetts. Wow, so Worcester. That kinda, yeah. That's, I've a, the, that's okay. interesting. I've been to Worcester, I've and that's basically too. the fucking middle of the country. Yeah, It's one of those places where... Worcester. Thematically. Worcester. Worcester. You guys coming to... Fuck out of here with that shit, man. Sorry. So back so back to Barbecue Beat. This is actually... This is how we got all around there. So Barbecue Beat is like the predecessor of the 80s R&B... But it's like not disco, and it's not fully funk. It's kind of like combination of disco and funk. Kinda. It has a bit of an organic element to it. I think. Why it's, was that combination of disco and funk never called dunk? I don't know. Or man. Fisco. We're about forty years too late, though. Or we could have called it that when we get the time machine. I mean, hey, that's what that's what happens with the retronyms. Could start it now. Oh yeah, this is dunk. Well, no, it's barbecue. Barbecue dunk. Dunk and bar. Barbecue fisco. I think the barbecue beat is a. As a silent fist, really needs to kind of come back. Like, yeah. They, well, no, we this need, is it. There, we, we have like, like, uh, like champion, champion. We have we we influence culture on this podcast, so don't underestimate. Uh, everyone's probably going to be saying barbecue beat from God now damn on. right. 
Information Society is going to be recording yeah, barbecue beat songs. We talk a lot about Information Society. <laughs> Do you, are you specifically going to go heavy in that bag at Bastard's Barbecue? It really depends. Um, I actually, um, uh, I'm actually putting together a special routine. Yeah, for my you, all, set you always and, put a lot of work into your sets, man. It's and, very and, admirable at this stage in the game. And like, uh, like there's like there's like three things that I'm I've got planned. Like one thing which I've done in the past uh, that. As people have been like, oh shit, that's the shit. But I'm like, I'm doing it like mega this time. Mm -hmm. And I'm doing like the second thing, which is like a counterpart to that. So it's basically about like isolation. And I don't want to kind of go any more into that. But, okay. you know, you're taking focal points of certain elements of songs and putting okay. together the, these little mini movements. Uh -huh. So, you know, it's a lot of it is like pre-production. I'm doing it at at, at Oh yeah, because you said you were in the studio. Yeah, 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 um, yeah, 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 yeah. So you got, so you got some like some shit. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. I was so, going to ask what, what what you were doing in the studio. Um, last week uh, I was recording a song with uh, you know Jabert, right? Yeah, yeah. So Jabert and I, we have a little. So you're working on some music. Yeah, yeah. Okay. We've been working on cool. music for a while now. You know, we do kind of a. It's kind of a our take our love our love note to uh, late '90s, early 2000s. Disco filter house. Okay. So that's like, oh, yeah, that's kind of the shit that we used to get all up on, crazy and love that <laughs> shit. All, all the, all the roulette shit. If you think about it, yeah. you know what I'm saying all the Armand stuff. You know, stuff that Pretty we just timeless like, stuff. It's timeless. Mm -hmm. It's fucking timeless. You listen to so much of that stuff. Listen to, uh, you know, Armand records that he was doing 15 years ago, and oh my god, they still, they still pop in the club. Yeah, it's mm -hmm. true. You know, yeah. we talk about like, you know, playing the B sides or the unknowns, other than playing the hits. You know what I'm saying? Play the, play the hits, it's still going to pop, even for people who don't even know it. You play I Want Your Soul, and oh, that shit is going to pop. See the Garrett and uh, the bar, like 80s style, too, the sample. Yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah. Uh -huh. it's, it's, from a, it's, from a, it's from a soundtrack, Flash Forward. Which oh, was, yeah? Yeah, which was a, a, a movie about, I believe it was either about professional dancers trying to make it in New York. So it was like flash dance, but it was like flash. It was like flat. It was like a, it wasn't about a, it was the lesser crazed flasher running around. Speaking of the B side, it was the flash dance B side flash forward. You might not see it. I mean, I mean, the soundtrack's way better than I'm hoping, I'm hoping that my, I'm hoping that my memory is serving. What it lacked in popularity, it made up for in soundtrack, particularly. I want you. So I want you see to Garrett. Oh yeah. This is it. Yep, yep. This is a little high energy. No. Yeah. So tight. So much. Yeah, I don't, I'll, and I'll play this out, and it, yeah. it goes. Yep. Uh, but now we're flashing forward. I get it now. I needed to know the context this song was made for. This is what Armand sampled like, for I Want Your Soul. There's like a montage. Mm -hmm. She's like in the, she's like got her like headband on, the John McEnroe headband and the, the wristbands and the leotards. And she's like, I'm going to make it. I'm going to make it. I'm going to make it in this dance business. Tough biz. Yeah, it is a lot, tough a lot, Very competitive. Did you ever see uh, Knights of the City? <laughs> <laughs> that <laughs> movie was... I was in that gang. That, that was... Uh... That was one of my like VHS discoveries. Had uh, had the Fat Boys in it. Wait, oh, really? Yeah, yeah. That's like uh, rival gangs form bands who compete Disorderly each other in a battle of the boys. bands. Disorderly is the only. And they get thrown in jail. I saw they get thrown in jail in the and the theater. Fat Boys I did are in too. jail. My dad's okay. So that shit was dope. I, 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 the old man was it like Ralph, was it Ralph Bellum? It was one of the guys that was uh, from. Um, 
coming to America, right? Yeah, maybe he was um uh, from uh, Trading Places. Trading Places. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Ralph uh, Bellamy. Ralph Bellamy. Yeah, I, I think, think so. Was the was yeah. the old man? I, that I have vague memory. That movie had me dying, young. bro. I was a kid. <laughs> yeah, that movie had me dying. Flash Forward from 1985 is a dance film directed by Sidney Poitier. Ooh. Uh, mm-hmm. In the film, a dance troupe from Ohio comes to New York to compete in a national talent competition. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, and... Uh, I was I was right. Including... That montage definitely happened. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Including a, a, the <laughs> modest hit, Do You Want It Right Now, by Sia Garrett. There you go. Which reached number three in the U.S. Hot Dance Music Club Play chart. I missed it. I missed it. I didn't know till later. There we go. Like, th- mm-hmm. Another great example of how sampling helps you discover great music, because I, I, I wouldn't have... I don't think I would have found that other than the Armand Van Helden song. Talent, uh, talent competitions, battle the bands, getting, uh, getting into a contest that the record label is throwing. Big, mm-hmm. big eighties movie. Yeah, things. yeah. Some, some serious things. I mean, like <laughs> that's all kind of rolling with like you know you got to save the rec center. You know, what I'm saying? Yes. because yeah, yeah, that's the Bogaloo too. Yeah, 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 too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I, uh, we did, uh, we did Drake night this past uh, Saturday in DC at this uh, club called um, Union Stage. And uh, right before we went on, they were just winding up show. It was a uh, similar to a school of rock type thing. There was like twenty four bands of like kids. Oh, Jesus. really? <laughs> they was just winding down, but it was just like the whole thing was like so many grandparents in the crowd. Mm-hmm. It was just like it was just kind of amazing. They were, all the all the people that worked there were like, we've been here since nine a.m. And it's just like <laughs> I don't know. Oh, you did Drake Night in D.C. this weekend? Yeah. How yeah. was that? It was good. It was yeah. cool. Yeah. Is it is uh is Philly's basically the 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 home though right like that's I mean, like the consistently ne- the best yeah like we've never outside of Philly ever you know done like these, those type of numbers yeah, you know? yeah the numbers you hear you do in Philly are are big because you do the the main room over here right? yeah right over here at the Fillmore yeah. we do like twenty five hundred yeah like I mean that's three thousand on the regular it's, like that's at least twenty five hundred that's so. Great numbers. It's pretty pretty crazy. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so when we go to other places, it's just like let's build, <laughs> let's see what happens. But then uh, then you got to be careful to make sure that like wherever you were just playing the, uh, the they don't figure out. Like, oh, I'll just do our own Drake night now. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Right. Right. So it's right. like a, well, I mean that was kind of it's like, not gonna it's not like I've been to some of these other ones. I think like you know doing a tribute night, it's real easy to fuck up. Yeah, and I think that's where a lot of the, like, when people hate on the-, the theme nights and stuff, it's not that they're, like, hating on the theme. It's just that, they're like, it's not being done by, like, the most qualified or someone who's really going to fucking do the theme justice. Somebody like Joe, whom, you know, I know. Going to put hey, some work into Puts it. work into yeah. it, knows the music, has mm-hmm. been invested in this thing for shit as long as I've known you, bro. You right. know what I'm saying? So right. it's like, you know what I'm saying? But, like, you know, and I'm not talking shit on like theme nights or whatever but then it's it seems as if though it's not necessarily a good thing when you know that's like the entry point for somebody to kind of come in and say like hey listen i'm just gonna throw a party and it's gonna be all songs from the night rider soundtrack <laughs> right 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 right. you know cool so like it's gonna or songs Knight that have been sampled by you know so it'll be it'll, it'll be just, it'll be fired up the drop you're like welcome to the party michael <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Oh right! That but was, enough about theme. That nights. was that was <laughs> that was the my, the voice of Michael was the guy from Saint Elsewhere. The voice of oh, Kit. Right. The, the, Kit. The voice of Kit. Oh, yeah. that guy isn't. Wait. Oh, I, I hear it. I can hear it. You isn't know the, the same guy from uh, Boy Meets World too, right? Maybe I never seen Boy, Boy Meets World, but you know Mr. Saint Elsewhere, uh, Mr. Feeny. You know, maybe he's a he's a Magoo looking motherfucker. Yeah, he's Mr. Got, Feeny. Mr. Feeney. Oh, yeah, okay. Mr. Uh, Feeney. I can hear that. William Daniels. William Daniels, right. Yeah, he was the voice of... Oh, now did I know you, that you... forget I never that knew name. that he was the voice of Kit, but now that I hear now, now listen I hear to it. it, and it's Kit, Michael. 
And I can hear it. I can totally hear it. Michael. <laughs> that was my alarm clock when I was a kid. I'd just be like, Michael, wake Yo, up. I would get so amped when Knight Rider came on. Right. Yeah, I me would, too. And I would do what? a fucking dance. Yeah. I would get yeah. up and literally do a dance. Yeah. And then when they would go into the Devin Miles part, I would just go, Devin Miles, Devin Miles. And I'd start, Devin Miles, Devin <laughs> here's, Miles. See, you're, you're like a couple years older than me. I, I used to watch all them shows too. I can't remember a plot line to any of them, man. Like you'd just be like, when's the car going to talk? Like, no, I, I, can't remember, like, I can't remember any of the plots. <laughs> like, it talks and the lights it's light like, up when it's it talks. Like it's so cool. I just want to see the explosion of Mr. T. You know, he, Mr. He, T going to see? I pity some, some I know he, some cigars he meets a girl. He, yeah. he meets a girl who has a kid. He makes out with oh, yeah. her. And then he you know solves the problem. And he goes And the then he drifts, town. right? Yeah. That's town, right? I just, I, I, in my mind, I picture him just driving and pulling into kind of... But he's always meeting chicks that have kids. Already, <laughs> that sounds so, that sounds pretty that, much like kung fu, no, but just with a, a car instead. That's such an eighties thing because the divorce rate rate was rising in the late seventies, right, right, and right. so there's like all and it was reflected in music too, like all the like uh, like on my own, mm-hmm. Michael McDonald. You know what I mean? And, and so like there like there was all this these like how was there was like, a, like way more like single parents. I than wish ever. So we could do it all. Yeah, the yeah, 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 yeah. Kids and, going. And am I allowed all to that music has this like this mature like not just breakup songs but this mature nature where like we were married yeah and there was and now it's over there was an article you know there mean? was an actually an article i read about recently which was specifically talking a theme which was post-divorce rock okay yeah which was so like, yeah yeah and it was like and i had i would like to talk about it on this thing because it yeah. definitely be along lines but i can't remember <laughs> a single fucking thing that I, right i garnished from it but i think it's what yeah. it is it, it coincided with the rise in divorce rates like the like like the Catholic Church started like being like, okay, well, it's not that bad, bad, bad as sin. You yeah, know what I mean? Yeah, and yeah. and society in general just started society, to be like, society, society, quote, quote unquote, the thing that we live in. Yeah, <laughs> believe it's it wasn't like in the fifties where you some like they talk about you like oh she's divorced no oh, she's right. right. You really did just say this stuff called had divorce a rock. Special. I need to know some of the songs around. <laughs> oh divorce man, rock. no, I th- um a lot of the like. uh Cat Stevens type. No, yeah, it was weird shit like that, like Marshall Tucker, and I'm like, I don't know these fuck, fucking guys, you know, Towns Van, Van mm-hmm. Zant. So I just looked up songs, rock, divorce, <laughs> tight. Um, what about like Bruce Springsteen, Tunnel of Love? That could be uh, a, yeah, that, that could be a, a divorce song, right? Because <laughs> a divorceful song. <laughs> <laughs> they had the Mister Rogers joint where where the mailman Mister. Mr. McFeely? Mr. McFeely got divorced. Really? Yeah, dude. I had to watch it. Because my, mo- my, my mom, instead of having the talk, I just watched the Mr. Mr. McFeely and then explained everything. Damn, bro. Damn, bro. I was raised on Mr. Rogers. So. No, Mr. Rogers is tight, though. I was like, oh, he's tight. I was super young, so I was like, I, 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 okay, I don't know what's going on. Did you like I, the, the documentary? I haven't seen it. I haven't seen it. The hell! It's, yeah. You should definitely watch it. It's pretty, yeah. pretty awesome. Yeah, I mean, you I realize saw, he's like he was a genuinely like good, brave kind of dude. Yeah, like, I mean, what I, he was I, doing. I think I watched maybe the first. Tw- I see. I can't watch movies. He had a the guy that played the 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 police officer, uh, a black gentleman, was gay. Ah, uh-huh. and also playing a cop, mm. which was like him just trying to like subvert the stereotypes mm-hmm. or whatever. And there was a, like an episode where he's like. They're they're by his kiddie pool. Oh, that's right, because it was in response to the to the desegregation of swim, public swimming pools. Something, yeah, and yeah, 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 yeah. And he yeah. and Mister Rogers gets in there and washes the man's feet. Uh huh. 
Like, you know what I mean? Like, he was definitely, like, mm-hmm. doing his part yeah, to yeah, be an yeah, ally yeah. for things back I saw, I saw that one, and I was just like, or I actually saw something about that, maybe not from the movie, but they were speaking about that. And that was around the same time as there was, like, desegregation of public swimming pools. And that was and his then, way of, like, and then protesting. Was, and there was one... There's one instance where, just, like, oh, sorry, there was a, there was a black family trying to swim in the in the uh, swimming pool at like a motel where they were staying, yeah. And then uh, the, the the GM or the owner came out and was throwing like bleach into the pool, right. which is like a famous it's like a famous photograph uh, of a horrible uh, uh, yeah. incident that happened. So I think all of that was kind of around the same time because yeah. we're talking late '60s or early yeah, '70s, yeah. right? And then you got but you got to think of like who you know how many people are actually taking stuff like that and and. You know, using their platform to to counter that. Yeah, man. Like, yeah. Well, I mean, Mr. I th- Rogers. I think about all that shit, like Mr. Rogers and like Sesame Street and all that shit that I, you know, like. I mean, that shit. Basic. That was the shit that I watched when I was a kid. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And there were so so many things. Like, also, like, Electric Company was there. Electric too? Company, right? Um, we're gonna turn it on. We're gonna give you the power. <laughs> yeah, but see, also like here's the thing. I remember watching Sesame Street, and that was the first time I saw Stevie Wonder it was on Sesame Street. You know, or like uh, who else is on it? Like Miles Davis is on Sesame Street. Right, right, right. Like, like you know, so like they also were like really kind of kind of hip, putting that shit in there, right, right there, like that, and um, you know, and to me, at least, were like my break genesis so i'm gonna start throwing out okay. some like like was a lot of that shit i started thinking about like that cool like groovy hmm. 70s fucking yeah uh, it was funky man it was like, definitely you want to know what was one of the funkiest things to ever come from the 70s it came from sesame street it is the song from the pinball machine that goes oh. one two three four five six, pointer, seven, eight, pointer, five, sisters. Yeah. Point, pointer sisters is it the pointer, pointer sisters, sisters. Yeah. that's that's a huh? jam yeah. that's a jam mm-hmm. that's a knowledge jewel. i used to watch that fucking pinball thing come back and i would just be oh my god captivated and it would go around two, 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 seven, and it would go into the thing, and they would have like a little seven montage. And well, they, they oh, yeah. like, and it would be. I mean, they, well, yeah, they, and they, they sponsored the, the episode, so they had to give them a plug. Mm-hmm. They cracked the code on like um, how to get kids. You know what I mean? Like oh, yeah. how to make it like like the way app developers now have that like serotonin drip when you check for your notifications and shit. <laughs> yeah, like yeah, they yeah. they figured it out with little kids back then. Like the, this is the but it was good too. It was educational. Oh yeah, yeah. But yeah. the interaction, like talking to the kid, like and had you know how many fingers? That, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? And you're like yelling at the screen four. You know, and you're like, oh, it was only three fingers. I'm not really that bright of a child. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it's interesting because I mean I think about it. Uh, I mean I'm not a parent. I don't have any kids, but I, right. I've got a um, a four year old niece and a six month old niece mm-hmm. whom I spend a lot of time around, and uh, I think about like my interactions with them. Your interaction as a grown person with a four year old is going to kind of have that particular affect. Yeah. But now that you're actually talking about it, I think about how it is that I interact with her, and mm-hmm. damn, a lot of it makes me feel like I'm kind of pantomiming a character on Sesame Street. Sure. Not in like a. Not in a bad way. No, no, no. You know? You're just like you're modeling. That's, yeah, that's yeah, an effective yeah, way yeah. to communicate mm-hmm. with a kid. Right. Yeah. It's very interesting. Uh, that's kind of, that's become ingrained in me going back 30 years. Yeah. You know, so. And I remember there was an episode that I was watching uh, when I was very young, which was sponsored by the letter V. Oh, okay. And <laughs> I was at the time, I was a, a lot huge. A lot, lot of money, the letter V. Vagina. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, big. <laughs> Sponsored by Big V. Mm. Um, Big Vagina. <laughs> and uh, I was very into the count. Uh, you know that, uh, like, all the, like, vampire lore and stuff about, like, you know, crosses and garlic and mm-hmm. the native soil about them having to travel. One of the ones that doesn't get used that much anymore 
is that vampires were like obsessive compulsive about uh counting things mm. so you'd throw like a bag of rice on the ground and the vampire would have to stop and pick up and count all the rice Oh, and wow. so is that, is that, that comes into yeah 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 damn and so that comes into why he was the count which i just learned like the other day i had no idea about but that. uh Jesus so i was really into the that, count when i was like still. two years old but there was this episode that was sponsored by the letter v and oh, uh they had another character on there i thought it was called just count victor the vampire who was a lot more spicy of a vampire and kind of nefarious mm-hmm. two-year-old me watching victor the vampire like seduce Terrible. some some muppet on the screen yeah i was freaked out that shit is scary that it was very crazy. scary yeah. i kind of like i just thought the count was like some nice eccentric scary. guy who kind of sounded a little bit like my grandfather kind of <laughs> looked like him a little bit too but then a few weeks later my third birthday party rolls around my parents no knowledge of any of this because why would they know about me you know learning about vampires uh my mom has custom made a cake bringing it down the stairs count cake I just cry and cry <laughs> and no one in my family for years figures out like why that happened. And at some point I just like, remember, uh-huh. just, Oh yeah. It's because it was, it was a vampire <laughs> you and it was your really scary. Memories, yep. Man. yep. I was, I was, uh, well, I'm glad you're, you're now uh, yeah. seeking, seeking therapy to deal with your vampire. <laughs> yeah. 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 Me and the counts are on all right terms up, now. Um, super rhymes and his, uh, Dracula impersonation <laughs> when he rapped last week. I didn't know that was such a traumatic. Oh, uh, actually, I was wondering I why you it. were being really quiet during the whole segment. <laughs> Dracula, Dracula impression of Jimmy Spicer. Yeah, that was a thing. Yeah, we talked about it. We played it. It's the Transylvania Boogie seven yeah. days a week. <laughs> yeah, I mean, let's. They're not real. It's really. They're not real. No, 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 no. I just saw a. Uh, it was like a flat earther comic strip. Oh man! And it was one of those ones where they like erase the word bubbles and put in their own shit. And it was like a vampire talking to some normal guy. And the kicker was like, if the earth is round and the moon is bright because it reflects the sun, then vampires can go out anytime that they want. And the guy at the bottom of the strip was like, uh-oh. And I think the whole thing was just supposed to convince people, like, here's more evidence that the earth is flat. Because. Vampires. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> it was awesome. That's really, uh, that's something else, man. <laughs> so what you got there, Fluff? Oh, yeah. I, uh, as, we as we were, as we were. McFeely? That's uh, what I point. Like you gave me, like you gave a look, like you just discovered the Mister McFeely backstory or something. Now. Oh no no! I discovered a uh, a playlist on Spotify. Uh, the picture for the playlist is Tom Selleck in a red Mustang. <laughs> okay. With man, the no, with the sunglasses. My, shout out to my mom's big crush. Oh, like Tom every Selleck. mom's. Yeah yeah okay. yeah. Uh, but the playlist is called "Recently Divorced Eighties Dad Who Just Bought His First Red Sports Car." Okay. And uh, it's got. Uh, you can explore it. Hold on loosely. She drives me crazy. Here I go again, which that's got to be a big 80s divorce song. Yeah. This yeah. Is, yeah. Uh, Sister Christian. I mean, some of these, it just gets cold as ice. I guess cold as ice those is kind of divorcey. Everything, or, those are great songs. But yeah, this is a uh, stellar little But this got a little here. more like I got my groove back. I would call this Billy yeah. Madison. There's no sadness. Yeah, this is the post-divorce. Yeah, this is yeah. when you're but like, that's okay. also got to be, that's, yeah, yeah. you know. It's like you, Billy you Madison Rock. Right. You got your punk, which mm-hmm. is divorce, and you got your post-punk, which yeah. is the uh, getting your groove back songs. Right. But right. yeah, this is an extensive <laughs> list here. here I go. Owner of a Lonely Heart. <laughs> Paradise City. Yeah, yeah. This all I like the fits. vibe. I get the vibe. Yeah. It's definitely it's um it is definitely post what we're talking about though. I think late seventies, yeah. early eighties is where the 
original divorced music lives. <laughs> there's so much. I feel like there's so much yeah, to explore with this that we're all going to do a lot of independent research yeah, yeah, on divorced yeah, yeah, music, yeah, yeah. and we're yeah. going to come back and have a lot, a lot more to to say. I I would even go as far as to say that there's going to be a definite crossover between divorce rock and dad rock. Oh yeah, because you know? I think about like oh that. of course yeah, divorced dad rock yeah. You, Baby's dad rock. Yeah. All right. Uh, what, what are you excited about music wise this way? Oh, man. Okay. All right. What am I excited about? I'm going to tell you right now. There's all this crazy shit that's coming out of the UK right now that I'm fucking over the moon about. And we have then, a tie in the UK later on, right, Fluff? Oh, yeah. 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 But go ahead. Okay. No, that's cool. And it's funny, too, because like as of this, as of this summer, for some reason, I've kind of rediscovered or reignited a, a kind of a, a a, a, I don't want to say a love affair, but a love or admiration mm-hmm. for like '90s garage, yeah, drum and bass, yeah, shit like that. Like look, drum and bass for, is for, making a bit of a comeback like, like, too. Like I who, talked to some who, of the young dudes. Like who would have yeah. thought in 2019 never that, went away? That never went away, right? But also like here, I was never really like a I was I was into it, but I never was. I was a hip hop guy, right? You know what I'm saying? So I was never like oh, drum and bass, and I was always like, I felt like a fucking alien when I was around there, right? You know, mm-hmm. um, right? Because right, I'm right. not a raver. Yeah, um, I, I was. Right, right, right. But um, you know, thinking like, who would have thought that in 2019, like one of my favorite albums is like a Shy Effects album, which is like mm-hmm. fucking brand new. Right. And, I gave that dude it, a ride to his uh, to the airport. Oh, word! Was, yeah, yeah, because I was working for the promoters at the time that brought him in. Nice, yeah, yeah. goody goody, goody, goody yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, not not dirty's goody the party no good yeah, yeah. The promotion company goody goody from late nineties yeah that's John, John Johnny yeah yeah, 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 yeah Johnny yeah. right yeah that's uh, that's probably like around the time when I met you and all that mm-hmm. you know yeah I did some shit with 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 Johnny and Good Goody I mm-hmm. like what I like I played for uh who was a DITC and MOP and uh, yeah. and whatnot at, that was a like, rough show that's oh that's right what, we were talking about me you and Ant live you don't I, you probably didn't even know me yet but I knew you because of the remedy okay. and shit. but yeah. like I, yeah me and I, Ant live were back there we were just bullshit yeah I remember yeah, yeah I, I don't remember who was there but I, it was a weird thing they oh, had like hit the fire breathers fire breathers yeah. fire jugglers well Johnny was a tripped out dude yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. and it was a reluctant factory and then um and then uh I played the Wright Brothers two thousand. Which you know, really, you know the record, right? Wright Brothers, R I T E, Wright Brothers, two thousand. It's which not is, coming to me. Um, which is uh, kick that ghetto hydro There's shit, you. and then it was the quiet storm beat. Oh, 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 breakbeat! Oh, that's a breakbeat. It's a breakbeat. You know, an aviate. It's an aviate, right? It was a fake. Was a fake aviate. Okay, it was. It wasn't. I didn't know that's the title. Yeah, yeah. Right. Totally. I actually like. Did what you just did vocally a few weeks ago when we were talking about yeah. break aviates? Yeah, it was all my oh, the fat man scooter. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, dude, I just Bro. talked about. It. I just didn't know that's what it was called. Yeah, yeah. right, uh. brothers. And I played that, and like some dude, like mean mugging me in the front row because that was too commercial. Because it was too commercial. Yeah, yeah, which yeah. is interesting. Cause I knew, I know that that was a backpack, deep backpack scene. Yeah, and I yeah, played yeah. that joint because I'm like, yo, uh-huh. this has got a like, this is a bridge from gonna play a something, and then I'm gonna play this thing and then I'm going to play quiet storm. Mm. And then I don't remember exactly how it happened, but he was heckling or mean mugging. Yeah. And I then, used to get it there too. And man. then I, I jumped off the stage and I got into a fist fight. With nice. Him. Nice. Like I jumped off the stage of electric factory. That's what's up. And um, they were, in I that, co-signed that. And there was like that little, that security buffer. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know? So I, I was like standing up on stage. Right. Like, 
like fuck you know i'm yeah, playing yeah, with yeah. the fuck i play right 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 you know, you know I, mean? I was especially we were what in our 20s so yeah, like, I'm, yeah, I'm, yeah right right yeah. right right. but you i know. still get like that sometimes like then fucking leave the fucking room then man yeah. you know what i mean when people start making yeah. like gestures at you and shit like mm-hmm. i like yo there's no right. no punks in here well man. it's a don't, funny thing too don't get it twisted. i've always thought that that's one of the things that makes a philly dj good is that like when you're <laughs> when you're bad they're gonna let you know but right. also Another thing, as a Philly DJ, it's just yeah. like, well, I'm going to make you fucking know right. <laughs> why this shit is good or you're going to shut the fuck up. Yeah, so yeah. I, the other night, I, I, I was like, it's not my fault you're not up on it. Someone was giving me a funny It's your bad. Yeah, it's yeah. your bad. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, but yeah, but yeah I, I remember that show too. But I used to play before them shows a lot too. And I, yeah. I definitely got booed a lot, man. And it's just kind of like that skin thickening stuff. That uh, you know, I mean, yeah, well, you just you, you have to learn how to kind of navigate through that. You yeah. know what I'm saying? And it also, would be the type of thing that would. But then be- you just realize, like, these dudes are dorks. Like, and Fucking you don't assholes. care. Like, like it's better that they don't come to your parties anyway. That's right. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, so to to appease them is the is the opposite of what you want to. Because do. I'm much rather I'm I'd much rather so have keep your negative vibes the, away. The cool yeah, kids right. and the girls mm-hmm. at my club <laughs> party and dancing. If that's they're, if they're going to respond to how I'm playing here. Yeah, this, this is how I'm going to play. Not the guys yeah. who keep their giant coats on. And like, and this is the coach, you know. Ugh. But that scene was super. I, I People forget how um, distilled and concentrated the backpack world was back then. You know what yep. I mean? Mm-hmm. And, I, and I think I feel like and we talked about it with Brendan on, too. Like we all kind of like we we like that stuff. But I think part of the the stamp on our style was that we broke out of it. You were never, you were never, you would play shit, but you were always kind of open format. You know what I mean? But like, I kind of came up DJing out in that world where I'm playing like just hip hop. And then like, I would see you and Ralph and you guys would play barbecue beat. And I'd be like, Oh, I actually like this way better, but I was kind of, I'm young and I was, I wanted to fit in, you know what I mean? With the the underground hip, the indie hip hop scene. So like, and then like, as I got a little more courage, I was like, you guys are corny, man. Yeah, like, in, like, in 2000, like, 2001, that stuff like went right off the cliff. Right. And it then, yeah, off. then it was yep. easy to say. It yep. was easy to yep. be like, okay, this is, this yep. is like hip hop for people that have no contact with the with urban the life world. at yeah. all. Mm-hmm. You know, like, yep. Yep. like you, you, your introduction to hip hop does not come from anything organic or this or city life or being around like heads. It's all like internet and you just listen to it with a bunch of people that are or introduced the same way but for some reason you felt the need that you can dictate what is and isn't hip-hop you know? yeah, yeah. and it's like what are you, like you're, you're not it is an interesting experiment in culture i, I would have loved to see the think pieces that would have been written today if that existed that hurts my brain just thinking about that <laughs> shit man you know what i'm saying but yeah but definitively college white dude booze africa bambata <laughs> 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 You're not hip hop enough. Right. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, also, you think about it, it almost kind of, kind of comes back to the whole thing we were talking about with like Boogie and, you know, even like uh, Northern Soul. I don't know if we actually addressed your original question about it, but you know, in a sense, it it did become like a co opting. Yeah. And then, a, and, then a, uh, and then a colonizing of something. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I'm not saying that that was like your entry by point, design or, yeah, or, yeah. Or, or by design mm-hmm. at all, but. You know, I mean, it just reminds me of, uh, you know, kind of when when your association to music is so static. Yeah. And you don't allow yourself to either kind of move with the music or move with the culture mm-hmm. or understand kind of like the impetus of where it comes from. Yeah. That, 
you, you know, you, you're not only doing yourself a disservice, but you're doing the, you know, the thing that you have this connection to. Uh, yeah. It's like you're kind of poisoning the well. You know what I'm saying? I think there's that there's that cannibal Adderley quote, which is music ain't supposed to stand still. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And I've always mm-hmm. kind of taken that in two two ways. One, the music itself as, uh, you know, this energy moves. But the second thing is that music itself evolves over time. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and, you know, the idea of uh, DJs not necessarily allowing themselves to evolve um, and then people who are the consumers not necessarily allowing themselves to evolve either. It's a really, sh- it's a shame. You know, there's definitely a symbiotic relationship between the DJ and the and their, their listener. Yeah. Um, you know, maybe less so now than it was back in the day you know what i'm saying but right. if you uh if you go back to that that indie hip-hop era there was a point in time where a lot of the, like the stuff that was coming out on say a raucous or like a fondalum and stuff those were like those were still street records at the same time oh yeah yeah, yeah. and that's when the stuff like that's when we were kind of probably all really into it right. like medina green crosstown beef I was like, about, I was, I was there's a say. beautiful fucking record right there yeah. that's just like still bangs to this day but like it was that stuff just definitely I want to say 99, 2000, just fucking hit a wall, fell off a cliff, and it became self-aware. It became self-aware to the point where it's like, this is just music for this little scene of people, Mm -hmm. and everybody else had moved on, including like you know some of the artists that were seminal to the earlier. I I remember, I remember the first time at the Remedy at Fluid, the first time this record, this record came out, and I saw it on the video, and I went down to Armand's. I guess I believe I went to Armand's. I don't think I was working there at the time, right? Um, And um. Yeah, so, and also produced by Pasta News from De La Soul. Get the Kenny Bird. Sampling the Kenny yeah, Bird, yeah. bring it back to barbecue beat. Yeah, barbecue yeah. Beat. <laughs> that, that, <laughs> um, but yeah, I remember the first time I heard this one record, uh, I'd seen a video, and I was like, holy shit, like this, my world has changed, and it was uh, grinding. By clips, uh, right? yeah, and I was yeah. just like, dude, I, like, I remember you were the first DJ I heard play that shit. And I was like, what the yeah. fuck is this? I need to, this is fucking my head up. I need to play it. And I would play it and I would play it at the remedy and motherfuckers would clear the floor. Flatline. And, and they would boo. It would boo. And they would be like, what the fuck are you playing this shit for? You know? And, I was Did like, it? And, okay. and then and then I would just keep on it. I would keep at it. I remember like back in the day playing clubs in Philly, uh, we're talking about the nineties now, right? right? You know what I'm saying? And like I would play records which would definitely be like kind of off base mm-hmm. a little bit. J. Rue Come Clean is a record that I definitely remember playing, and I would drop it from the top, yeah. drop it from the, the, the little, only little way you should play that little, song. little water. I was DJing after that was a song you would play in a club, so yeah, 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 I don't yeah, have yeah. much experience with it. Yeah, yeah, but that shit would, that shit would, um, it would flop. But then yeah. I would literally have to. I was playing at the Sugar Cube, like back on or the Fever, one of those two clubs, and like I would play it five times a night, so that like. By the fifth time they heard it, they're like, oh, okay, that's a cool jam, right? But so you kind of had to kind of do that a little bit. So what else um, were you playing around it at? So this would be like 94, right? Around that time, yeah. I mean, like all sorts of weird shit that was... What was the sample? Shelly Man? The Shelly Man. Infinity, I think is the name of the record or the or the, the song. Yeah, yeah. Shelly Man. The, this the, was uh, one of my first 12... This is when I first started buying records to DJ. I wasn't yeah. DJing yeah. out. But I have, I have doubles of this and I used to always leave your nines at home and bring your skills to the battle. <laughs> leave your nines at home and... <laughs> Bring yourself, leave it, not leave it, leave, leave, you know, that, that's, and yeah, yeah, that yeah. shit's all Q burned up. If oh, yeah, you, yeah, yeah, you yeah, peep my J Roo, yeah. if you peep my J Roo 12 inches, there's Did you guys of- adapt to OC Times Up as like a life philosophy kind of a song oh, of that man, time? That great. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, uh, that was uh, yeah, it was, was empower- like, that, it was an empowering song. It, it, it was re- empowering, right? It, really it was like it was my mental. My mental was that yeah. song. Back <laughs> well, then. see, it was all about maintaining, right? And then and then then the mental 
right? And so Time's Up really kind of spoke to me on both both those. Uh, when, when was the last time you played Time's Up? Man, it's been a minute. It's been a minute. I mean, I might have fuck around. I'm, I might fuck around and play that shit at the, at the barbecue or something like that. Dude, you if I heard this at the right time cold. in the right place, I might lose my mind. And, uh-huh. I mean, <laughs> I, I, it's funny because I actually ever used to play this shit. I used to always play the 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 song, the version with the horns. Oh yeah. <laughs> 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 It's uh, Les de Merle, right? Yeah, I don't know this sample, Les, but uh, Les de Merle, this, uh, it is a, a fucking a, sample. It's a Ian's in the nice. <laughs> Fuck it, I defend. Wraps it back about the begin. There's so much like samplely quotes in here, man. Mullis destined to this get is, tested. Never been. Okay, arrested. so so my official manifest. Many things that he saw, did, or heard about, or told firsthand. Never, never word word about. about. That doesn't make sense. <laughs> yeah, rappers are in All danger. Right. Official art stance. Yeah. One of the top ten greatest hip hop songs of all time. Time's up. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm good. Are we making that? Or we got to go top ten. Top, is it is it a top ten? I'll give it top twenty. I don't really believe in lists. Like I don't I don't do oh, lists. You're on the wrong show. Okay. <laughs> all, right. Yeah. all right. All right. No. 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 Well, <laughs> ranked lists. You know what? All right. So here's the thing. Playlists. Top top ten. Because I'm thinking about like shit like shit that impacted me personally, right? Um, no, I'm talking objectively. Objectively, I, I would the combination of objectively and like personally, I guess. I'd be. I think it's up there, I, but I often forget about. I it. I definitely think, as far as artists that like don't have like a whole bunch of albums people are into, or like a bunch of charting stuff. Like as far as just like a, I'm not gonna call OC a one hit wonder, but as far as like like that goes, right. Definitely top five, like one of the biggest, like like to make one song that just makes an impact, make an impact. Yeah, yeah. Definitely like a humongous song. I mm. would say I would give it that, but top top ten, like in general, like it's a fucking banger. We can agree, it's a banger. I do agree. <laughs> it gets me high. It's a banger. Yeah, it, it gets me. I mean, even right now, listening to this, I'm listening to yeah, this yeah, long. Yeah, yeah. This shit really flosses my mental. Uh-huh. Like, you know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah, like yeah, this, yeah. this shit really like lubricates my medulla oblongata. There was only so much irons and niacin, and now there's a. You're plentiful, plethora of iron, <laughs> vitamins, so much, so many vitamins. A lot of vitamins. Yeah, your it's whole like aura, your whole aura supplements. supplements. Yeah, that's yeah. that's a good. One. Yeah. Oh, man. Well, this was good. It was so because I was like 15 or 16. So Rock it, Raider on the cuts too, right? Is that who it is? I think yeah, so. great cuts, great cuts on it too. Very, uh, very uh, memorable cuts. Yeah. Rock Raider. R.I.P. R.I.P. So um, this goes into some other stuff that we were going to talk about with. Uh, you know, like cross pollination and co opting, and you know when music scenes start to go in right. their own different kind and of weird is, directions. You'll get your take on some new shit. Too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, you know, if there's exchange back and forth, yeah, that makes it kind of different. Yeah. Um, you know, there's been this uh, Chicago thing, drill rap, right? Got picked up in the UK. You know, he kind of had like Chief Keef mm-hmm. and uh, Lil Reese, Lil Dirk. Yeah, 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 and what's his uh, young chop doing the, the producer, doing, the, yeah, doing yeah. the productions that oh. uh, that was really really influential? Then you Slim had like Jesus, right? Slim Jesus, Slim Jesus, Slim Jesus, yeah, yeah. Lil Mouse <laughs> get smoked. Yo, when when Slim Jesus Lil, said Lil 40, Poopy. bang, I felt that. <laughs> G Herbo, Lil Bibby. But then you had you had all this UK stuff that was like separate from grime. It was like, you know that Man's Not Hot song? Yeah. yeah. Like, there was a parody of that, but that right. beat was like a, a famous beat yeah. from, that, uh, from that whole subset. But there's been like a New York drill. Right. So this week, I came across a song that's been out for a month. It's been getting buzzed on SoundCloud. I'm sure you have it ready. because this. Is I do. And it's by Pop Smoke. Yes. No, I'm not it's known. called Welcome to the Party. Okay. 
I was just skimming through new music and it's just all the singing the man, looking like man, making the nigga fuck on your bitch, blah 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 man. And I'm just like, okay, skip, skip, skip. And then I hear this dude's voice before I even heard yeah, the part yeah. of the, I heard his voice and I was like, okay, you've got my attention. And then I heard the beat. So who do you think this voice reminds you of? Sounds like, sounds shine. Sounds like 50 Cent a little bit. It's yeah. Shine. It's yeah. Shine. Shine. Yeah. It's later era Shine. Yeah. It's Shine. But the flow is just That's so, a like, great sprinkly. line, too. This it's on my thought. Give me lit. This is UK? From New York. <laughs> oh, from New York. Mm-hmm. Right? But his part is really going to make it. Really, really interesting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's kind of, it's kind of, it's yeah. Kinda, it's kinda, I was like, I was just kinda like, kinda like a, it's kind of, it's kind of a thing. Yeah. I'm, 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 it's kind of And then so I started looking on YouTube. He's got a couple other joints out, right? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And everyone's, everyone in the comments, he's from, uh, not from Canarsie. He's, he's from, I think he might be. His it's bo- Brooklyn chef, that for dude, sure. Chef is, oh yeah, he's from Canarsie. Okay. So, and then the, the dude Chef is from uh, Flatbush, but it's like, and everyone in the comments like, yo, this is the hottest shit in New York right now. This is, uh, this is everyone. And I was like, okay, there's like a little movement that I'm learning about and I'm a little excited because it's kind of weird. All right. Yeah, 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 and then I watched yeah. their interviews and they're like awkward and not media trained. And I was like, okay, this is, uh, I can get behind this a little yeah, bit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And so. You did some more yeah, I saw that. Yeah. I saw that video and was listening to listening to that. I think the, the comment that I posted on there was, uh the lack of a British accent on this song yeah. is like blowing my mind. Right. <laughs> so I was trying to figure out like how these productions would be happening in New York when, you know, you're looking at these interviews and it looks like they, they, they look like they spend most of their lives local. Yeah. However, I found this other song. There's a, a UK drill rapper Taze who has a song with chef G that is called zoo. Okay. And, uh, the beginning of it, it sounds kind of similar to that other song. Kind of a UK-ish beat. Somebody from Brooklyn rapping. And it's cool. And I, I looked at an interview of Chef G. He's like uh, Haitian descent. Okay. Looked like maybe like probably first generation if that. So maybe there's like, there is like a West Indian kind of connection too. Yeah, yeah. I don't know much about these guys. I've been planning on drilling since knee high, trapping out smelling like a zoo. Animal crew used to act grandma's too. Flying out blocking in view. Yeah. So who does? Who's it's pretty cool. But then there, you know, they've he's got two verses there. But then you get into the back, back of the song. Same track. So it's like internet. It's the internet. I yeah. think so. This is yeah. The internet. They, people connect because the producer of this is British, right? What's his name? I, I, I researched it. Uh, K-Man and Mika Beats. Mika Beats is definitely from the UK. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, but I was trying to figure out who produced that original joint we listened to. And it's called like a Mellow mellow Beat. Mellow Beat is who made it. But yeah, I, something I like that. I couldn't find out much about him. That's yeah, the more interesting beat because that's like, where did this hybrid of like the drill and grime come from and come out as some dude from, uh, you know, Brooklyn or Queens or something like that? Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's stuff in the UK that sounds like that, and there has been for you know at least probably five years. But yeah, I haven't heard anybody from the US really messing with it like that. Yeah. But, so uh, that's so. This is a again, like you said, it's a hybrid of like drill. Yeah. And, and grime. 
Mm-hmm. Right, and, and, and this is the, this is like a new. Maybe it's because oh, from, Chicago from, and London is equidistant and meets in New York. And let's call it grill. And this is <laughs> grill. Bless you. Oh, barbecue but, grill. And, and this is <laughs> and this is all happening right now. This yeah, is it's all, happening yeah, right yeah. now. Okay. It's like right. these guys, like the the UK drill, they would say they have nothing to do with grime. Like they don't consider themselves to have anything. Oh, so to UK drill is actually a thing. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Describing it. Okay. Yeah, yeah. No, I actually I know that. Okay. Yeah. Um. But this is a very strange, interesting hybrid coming out of New York. Right. Again, like you said, just the internet. Yeah. You know, people yeah. finding something. And also, you know, I would assume that probably these these, these artists are pretty young, right? 19. Yeah, yeah man. Yeah. So, like, that's the whole thing when you're young, man. Like, you, you, you're putting ownership. Like, you're taking ownership of something. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, when you see that you actually have some sort of proprietary ownership of whatever it could be, something... Mm-hmm your new scene or your new sound I and mean, you fucking run with it. I like that know? when I first heard it, I was like, this sounds like New York, but I'm not sure. And then I couldn't figure out where it was from. Yeah, and yeah. then I was like, then I was like, okay, it's New York. So my gut was right, but it, my brain wasn't like it threw my brain off, mm-hmm. you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. Just cause that, like you said, you hear shine. They, well, yeah. But, well, I mean, I, I kind of felt the same way when I first heard like, like uh, ASAP mob. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I was just like, is it New York? Yeah. I really know. I mean, uh, you know. It's young New York. It's, it's it's kids that grew up where New York wasn't the center of the hip-hop universe. Kids that grew up yeah. in New York and, you know, post-2002 post New York. 3-6 Mafia was their touchstone right. from, from music or whatever, right. and Max B, you know. Mm. Um, uh, but yeah. It's yeah, Dipset was kind of the first on that wave with, like, um, accepting that there was other sound. Like, I remember listening uh, to the mixtapes and they'd have it over, like, the Nor- Menace to Society. Noriega was a... Was a um, you know, he, he was definitely somebody that did songs with a lot of people down south that was like, yeah. when it wasn't popular. Yep, yep. In some like early days. What's this one? This is uh, Cash Chris with Go Crazy 3. I don't know, I haven't listened to this one. Part 3. Yes. Right. Yeah, is, is it a scene where you, if you're not going to get it, if you haven't heard 1 and 2, do you have to see them in sequence? <laughs> I think it may be a prequel to Go Crazy 4. Oh, okay. Which was actually the first one that came out. Yeah, yeah, way back. I feel like you need to see the videos to really appreciate these joints. Just, just see them, like, all mobbed up and everything. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That is exactly what's going on right yeah, now. Yeah, I, I, I know what this video tell, looks yeah. like without seeing it. Uh-huh. And these London kids. Oh, no, these are Brooklyn kids. Brooklyn, yeah. Yeah, that sounds like Brooklyn. This, this, I believe this. They just popped in an Instagram story of somebody getting beat up on the train in the middle there. Yeah, that, yeah, yeah. Editing, mm-hmm. video editing. Ooh. Yeah, who would have thought that there's like really, really interesting music in New York right now? Nah, man, I feel like New York is, I feel like New York is kind of like, it's kind of like after a bomb goes off and you have to recreate civilization and New York is at that stage now where it's like doing it again. Yeah. Like, because they're not, there's no like, uh, fast track to the industry or immediate attention. So there is a lot of organic movements coming Mm -hmm, in mm -hmm. neighborhoods of parts of New York that are still New York as we've always known it. You know, yeah. like like yeah. people always talk about how New York is in New York anywhere. New York is a huge city, and there's still plenty of parts that are still very much the New York that I mean, I'm speaking secondhand, of course. I never lived there, but you did. <laughs> yeah, but, yeah, yeah, but yeah, you know yeah. what I'm saying. It's not like New York is all Williamsburg. Now, I think you know I, what I, mean? I think that's yeah. it's pretty accurate. I mean, yeah. like you know, you have you have you know vast swaths of of neighborhoods and areas which have you know become 
fucking uber gentrified. Right. And, and you know, this is, belongs to the one percent of the one percent. Yeah. You know what I'm but you know, New York is the biggest city in the United States. Right. You know? But now, but, now, like musically, you're just gonna have generation of kids or a couple of generations that are just influenced by the internet more than anything else. So like, also, the previous music to New York is probably not gonna you know be as big a factor. You know, like the the old sound. Yeah. But it's interesting that we can still tell it's New York, right? Like, there's still, like, an yeah, I mean, East people, Coast presence, still talk even though talk. sonically, the, it's trappy, it's 808s, it's obviously Southern influence from the last 15 years. But when they when they rap, even, like, 6 9 Bobby Schmurder, you're like, yeah, like, there's, it's still an identity. What, when I, when, I, when I actually took the time to listen to, to 6 9 I was like, yeah, fucking... This guy's New York as fuck. Yeah, Onyx. It's you Onyx. Know, dead ass, you know. Yeah. And it's like you you can't escape that. Right. You can't, you, you know, if you don't hear that, well, then you don't really know the sound of of that city. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um, one of the interesting things, though, I think that right now you kind of talked about, you know, this bomb having burst. Yeah. Right. And, it, you know, kind of like this, it's a metaphorical bomb, mm-hmm. you know, but obviously there's so much of it is kind of like post 2001. Yeah. Atlanta. Had, Atlanta yeah, being yeah. the explosion. 9 11. 9 11. You know what I'm saying? And also just kind of like collapse of economies and changing of economies. And You guys seem to know a uh, really interesting thing on the day of 9 11, as I was living in New York City, it was also the day that the blueprint came out. That's right. Yeah. Forever and, uh, marks the and, uh, forever, forever. There were posters all over the city for the blueprint. And we actually, uh, a certain point in time, took a bunch of those blueprint posters and turned them around to the backside where we took markers and we were actually like making uh, directional signs for the people leaving the World Trade Center as they wandered into our neighborhood and were kind of going the wrong direction to kind of get them back going uptown because all the subways were closed. But mm-hmm. it was just like, actually, like that was the day that the blueprint came yep. out and it huh. was. And all these other rap albums came out yep. that day too. I remember it was like a, it was. I guess it was. A, so it must have been a Tuesday, huh? Definitely, well, it definitely was a Tuesday. <laughs> yeah, that, it definitely was a Tuesday. Yeah, there, I was at Fluid the night before. <laughs> Ugh, I was at Silk City that night. Yeah, yeah. What were you saying? You were going about that. You remember? Oh, well, what I was saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, but I was saying kind of when you think about you know what you said about you know this kind of this rebuilding right yeah. now, and it takes a generation at least. Right, 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 least. right. So we're looking at something. It's got to take 15 years. Mm-hmm. So, you know, right now you are maybe kind of coming into that. Yeah. And, you know, I've seen and heard more interesting sounds and shit out of New York, at least in the rap scene, mm-hmm. um, over the past couple of years couple than, I would, years, yeah. than I would say that probably in the past 15 like years. Like ASAP definitely started. Right, 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 right. Mm-hmm. And, like, here's the thing. I mean, remember, like, you know, when I lived in, in, in New York for the longest time, uh, you know, there was lots of little things that were happening, but so much of it was also divorced from hip hop. Mm-hmm. It was all dance, it was all electro, it was all weird shit, all the mashup shit that we were doing, all that weird shit. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Um, but it wasn't really like, to me, like legitimate hip hop and right. also like coming from communities that were, are, right. are, are bearing the fruit right. of this. Much like, in my opinion, maybe the last time something like this happened in New York, which was, in the 70s, when you had kind of the advent of hip-hop coming out of economic disparity and a city going broke. And a literal and blackout. A, <laughs> a literal blackout and motherfuckers being broke. And the and, Bronx being a lot of bombed-out streets. And the, and the, burned, and, and the government buildings. not giving yeah. a fuck about, you know, communities, yeah. specifically black and, and brown communities, mm-hmm. you know. And out of that came this wellspring that was 
like the first birth of hip hop, you know what I'm saying? And then in like 77 was kind of like the, you know, that was the quantum leap, I guess. Right. 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 Um, but, you know, I mean, kind of there's definitely, at least in my mind, there's definitely parallels as to where we are right now and kind of the, the way that that's kind of paralleling in the 70s in New it's York. All, so. It's all cyclical, bro. Bro, you, comes, know, comes you know. I'm glad that it's reentering the game where there's a much more, like, interesting democratization of, like, hip-hop and where it comes from. And it's just, like, everybody could come from anywhere. The babies from North Carolina, you know. Mm-hmm. Oh, like, yeah, 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 yeah. And it's just, like, it just, it just doesn't matter what, you know, region you're from anymore but, but the cool thing about that though speaking of new york i mean new york is a, a city which is such a strong identity I mean, it's, it's new yeah. york yeah it's such a strong identity you know what i'm saying is that maybe and i really want to kind of dig a little bit more into what you guys are exposing me to and whatnot and also the shit that, that comes across my radar yeah you know what i'm saying but it's all right cool maybe for the first time that the the meeting in between the middle of people from new york not trying to sound like any any other region right right um you know like i'm the new york guy and i'm gonna sound like fucking yeah. you know atlanta dude or whatever you know what I'm right saying? but then also kind of the the evening yeah because that of, never came off good right yeah. but now then that kind of evening out of just right sounding your, your of regional yeah. regional sounds of kind of that's be, where you got be, that's where you got like a become, french montana you know what i'm saying right. like somebody that's just like and the production that they use it's like uh even a shout out chester jaleel beats he kind of like Oh, Chester. I yeah. didn't know. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Oh, yeah. Shut up. Yeah. <laughs> got, but that's kind of the perfect sound that Meek, um, or like a song like uh, Uptown Vibes, Meek Mill. Mm-hmm. That's like, I say like, that's exactly how an East Coast song should sound in 2019. Yeah, you're right. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. it's the perfect comp. It's still like old head can like it. You know what I mean? But Uptown Vibes even has that kind of like sort of Spanish influence. On bam, 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 bam. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, but the, the drums are still kind of 808 ish, but they're not like, it's not, they're not sampling break beats, you know what yeah. I mean? But it's like, so, but it's still mid tempo and it, there's a flow to it. And I think that was the point having mm-hmm. fabulous on there and all, but that, uh, who produced this? I still don't know who produces. I don't know. Yeah. It's a joint though. Ah, mm-hmm. this is a joint. Would have been should have had Petey Crack on there. That reminds me of Petey Crack right yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 yeah, this I'm, is a very Petey Crack style. Yeah, yeah, yeah. no doubt. Oh. Yeah, I remember when this dropped, man. I would like that that week that this album dropped. That immediately this, I think we were in Miami. Mm-hmm. I, was, I was with the was with um, I was with Bastard. Okay, and we both were like, oh wait, hold on. This is the one you got to play at the club. Yeah, unfortunately, going bad with Drake, which is kind of really mediocre. Media, it's not the the sum is the sum is lesser than the whole of the two parts. I feel like with that mm-hmm. song, mm-hmm. like you feel like Meek and Drake. Oh shit! Yeah, but it's yeah. like it's cool. It's cool. Yeah, song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. But this is epic. I like song, that Rico yeah. one more than that. The but song that, is that, that came weird. out like yeah, right. That was right before the right breakup. As the beat. <laughs> yeah. yeah. The song is produced by Papamitrao. Okay, cool. No. I'll keep a look. P a p a m i t r o u. Pompometrow, all right. Interesting. I'll have to look up more of his shit. Yeah. Um, yeah, he had a little something right there. Yeah. Got that little. He was doing it. He was listening to a lot of a uh, major laser. <laughs> I got a, I got, a, I got a new little ditty that I, that I'm rocking with from from uh, that I think is gonna. I don't know. I don't know what it's gonna do in the clubs because it might be just a little too obscure, but it knocks. It's by a a, a girl named uh, Rennie Rucci is her name, and the song. She's from South Philly. I think she's from like, 
She's from a, the other Kakalaka. She's from like South Carolina. Oh, okay. What is the song? Song is called "Fuck 'Em Up, Sis." So much girl rap now. That's so hitting, much. Like, yeah. Oh, up tempo. Up tempo. Oh, nice. Can mix this with uh, Missy Lose Control. Wait, wait, now I have something to mix with Lose Lose Control by Missy. <laughs> you can start playing Cybertron again. Yeah. <laughs> this is very Miami, but it's like yeah. I guess a lot of shit is very Miami right now. Yeah. Yeah. This is dope. This is dope. Oh yeah. It's just some song you play while you're <laughs> watching your friend beat up someone. <laughs> What 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 were you what were you you were hype on the internet Cosmo about the this uh the the Jai Paul oh yeah oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah yeah so no, me you too. got super hyped too so that second song so yeah, play so, it. Uh, so, so you, Jay, yeah. you can set it up if you want yeah it's so Jay Jay Paul came back Jay Paul yeah no, he's um uh, and also also getting back to this um, is the age of me not knowing how to say any names because all I do is read them and I don't actually ever hear them <laughs> nah, it's cool it's cool <laughs> got any of those vinyls <laughs> <laughs> yeah um. Yeah, so Jay Paul uh, came out of uh, after six years came out of uh, his. Uh, what was it? What was going on six years ago? I missed that wave. I all right, so it. so there was this guy Jay Paul, and he's from North London, and um, you know, uh, Indian guy. Um, he's got a brother named AK who does uh, not Jake Paul, n- not Jake Paul, not Paul Paul, no, Jay Paul, Jay Paul. Um, okay, so he came out with a song. Um, I was the first one was. Jasmine, right? Yeah, yeah, that was the one. And it was a, a, just a demo, and it people were like floored, like never heard nothing like it. Um, and then he this came, was years ago. This was in two thousand and I think that other one might have been first. What Bitsu? Yeah. Okay, so Bitsu was first. Bitsu, and but they both were they both were demos. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, just I mean, this it's kind of hard to talk about describe the sound of a uh, Jay Paul, but it's kind of this like. Definitely like post Dilla, s- London singer songwriter. Mm-hmm. Uh, That's a pretty perfect description of it, actually. Yeah, like like Indians with with Indian influence. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and he came out with these two records, which uh, XL promptly signed him. Yeah, and was like, oh shit, right? Um, he, uh, I guess, was working on his music when his or. Uh, a zip or whatever a whole bunch of his records were uh were stolen and then leaked right mm. on Bandcamp. Mm. now full disclosure uh when that happened mm. i i got it i, I was, did too yeah, I, I got it i was just like you know because i off of the strength of those first two songs i'm like yo this is next level shit right you know so i i copped it um and then it was pulled from Bandcamp mm. very quickly and then there was a, a statement from him saying I did not release this. This was a, a leak. This was not sanctioned by me mm-hmm. nor sanctioned by XL. Uh, full statement to come soon. And then nothing for six years. Yeah. Um, and then he popped up on Twitter, social media, yeah. Twitter and Facebook oh, and, okay. and Instagram all on the same day uh, and was like, hey, check it out. Here's two new songs. Here's all the rest of my shit. Um, 
you know, apparently uh, he there was a letter, a long letter that he wrote that was embedded in the zip. Yeah, ain't nobody got time for that. Yeah, but it was the the whole thing is like I, it 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 did him it, it did a number on him and he had to go to therapy. Oh and yeah, like yeah. an explanation. Of, yeah, yeah. I mean that's yeah. pretty easy. I, when I hear someone disappears for six years, oh, I, I know what you're talking about, brother. All eyes on me, bro. I'm like, yeah, you say there. say no say no more, yeah, fam. Man. Yeah, man. <laughs> so uh, anyway, yeah, so so he's back and he's ill. And the whole thing about it, man, is that like he actually, I guess about a year and change ago, maybe two years ago at this point, him and his brother, A.K. Paul, they had um, started uh, Paul Institute, which is their label. Uh, and also is kind of like their their artist incubator and ended up putting out a, a bunch of different like indie kind of weird R&B singer-songwriter hmm. songs out, all of which are, are fucking dope. Um, but also very, very strange. And they would just put them out on like these really interesting looking like online platforms with like websites that don't really quite work, right? Mm. You know, but it's all kind of in line with almost like the mystery of this whole thing. Yeah, yeah. You know, so um, it's an interesting thing now that he's come back out and, you know, Paul Institute. And here's the thing. I mean, they've done stuff with Now. They've done stuff with Little Dragon, uh, Big Boy. Um, like, they've done work with, with a lot of people. G-Eazy has sampled Jasmine, I think, and mm. a bunch of shit. So. Uh, that first one was sampled by Drake. Yeah, Drake. Drake, a, Drake. A months after yeah. it came out. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. BTS. Yeah, Bitsu. Yep. Um. Anyway, yeah. So, uh, can we it, play it? I gave it a skim uh, when you guys, when I first heard people play, talking play, about uh, it. Or when play, you, uh, are you are you more into that second one? That I was feeling that one. The he. Yeah, please. Play like they're the, both great, but that play, one. Please play the new that one. one. I was like, yeah, yeah. I could. Joe, have you heard? I could these see yet? an occasion no, to play this. Heard. The yeah. first one, it was like. First one sounds home, like it sounds home like a, listening. I remember liking it, but being like, yeah, it's cool. It's nice. It's a nice song. Little Eye of the Tiger. You no, know, more like more like uh, uh, Jan, Jan, Jan Hammer. Okay. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. This is where shout Sonny, out, shout out, Jan Hammer. This is this is rewind it from the top, right? You know what I'm saying? So this is like Sonny Crockett pulling uh, the boat into the slip okay. at night. Oh, this right? is Miami. Yeah, yeah. You know, my my mm-hmm. vice, right? Yeah, for real. You know, there's like old girl on the on the dock. She's looking. Mm-hmm. There's dude on the roof. I'm liking it. Crockett's on the. Yeah, I needed thing. this. I needed this uh, visual to go yeah. along with it. I mean. Yeah, see, this is, and this is like now that I'm hearing this in the headphones, I'm like this is really good. When I listen to it on my phone, like I didn't pick up all that shit, and I was that, just like, it's cool. Imagine that listening to yeah. music on your phone and not getting the full <laughs> yeah. listening experience. Well, unfortunately, that's how everyone's listening to music, you know. And that's like you're not really these, imagining dragons. That's why right all these here. songs sound like shit in the club because no one cares about making them for anything other than uh, earbuds or whatever the hell, or AirPods, whatever the mm. fucking thing. <laughs> Whatever these kids are using yeah. these days. They call it con- newfangled yeah, contraptions. Uh, ear tampons. <laughs> whatever they are. This is cool. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. J. Paul. Oh, you even have the Phil Collins like, in the air bum, tonight. Bum, bum, Phil. Yeah. There's, a lot, there's <laughs> a lot of Phil Collins in this song. Yeah. Yeah, this is cool. This reminds me of the dude I got into um, a few years ago. Uh... Francis and the Lights. Uh, yeah, I just uh, maybe about a year or so ago, I just kind of was like, oh wait, I 
this is like, oh, let me check you out. He's very Peter Gabriel. Yeah, very Peter um, Gabriel. This, the last album was, but I first, I think the first song I heard was more like, probably went like 2010, 2011. And I was just like, it's like this sounds good, man. Th- it's you can't really pinpoint the genre yeah. or the. St- it's just like you can hear the influences, think, but it's I like think, yeah. I think I came out to him from yeah, like what's it like uh, Donnie Surfboard. Remember that? Nah. So Donnie Surfboard or Donnie Trumpet? Donnie Trumpet. Uh, That's yeah. his name. That name didn't wait. Don, Don. Yeah, I know. I think he changed the name. <laughs> Donnie Donnie Trumpet was the guy who did all the music for uh, Chance. I think all the original shit. Okay. Um, I think he still does a lot of shit. So yeah, you know. Um. But yeah, so that Donnie Trumpet was also involved with Francis and the Lights. Yeah, I think I think Kanye so like, messed with him a little and bit. Kanye too. a little yeah, bit. So yeah. there's kind of like that, you know, that kind of weird world, weird guy yeah, world. Yeah, yeah, but also kind of like 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 heavily orchestrated shit. Yeah, you know what I'm yeah. But I, I um, I like also, that stuff a lot. Yeah, but I mean, with, with Jay Paul again, it's like this weird shit. It's all unfinished. It's like yeah. super muddy. Um, all the shit is super muddy. But then after listening to this, there's different like mix downs, and you can listen if you hear in the. This reminds me of some like uh, D'Angelo voodoo mm-hmm. era. Mm-hmm. D- D'Angelo, um, uh, but uh, yeah, there's. I mean, so this thing is the is, other one. I think the other one is noticeably grabbed me way more. Yeah. This is, so there's like, I mean, but there's a pretty much. And uh, granted, I'll fully uh, accept my place in this, but there's like a cult like following mm-hmm. around Jay Paul. I could tell yeah, because I was like, like, people were so psyched, and I was like, like, I don't, I don't, I missed it. I don't get it. I don't understand. It was all, yeah, I think so much of it also had to do with that six-year absence. Yeah. You know, like, and kind of like you have something which has affected you, and then that mythology grows, and, you know, your connection to music either dissipates or gets resolved. Right. You know, so like, especially the right, idea right, of it kind right. of coming out of the blue. Oh wow, um, that uh, that leak album is actually on his uh, Spotify now. No, he he released it and he put it up with a with a not a, young a, leak. A pay what you want, not young leak. Jiggle it. Um, no, he put it on his thing as a pay you pay what you want, which I think was just kind of his way of uh, like kind of putting ownership to it. And again, he was just like, you know, they had to pull some shit because they couldn't get all samples cleared and whatnot. But um, yeah, yeah. Uh, I want to play you my favorite band right now. Um, this is current. Current. Okay. Yeah. Out, that's. Let's get into. What, out, what, what came, are you feeling? Right. Came now? out like a month ago. Hold on. Cliffhanger. Come back on Wednesday and listen to part two of Ard with Cosmo Baker. Ard. Ard. Art.